Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. I'm Bill Allen, and this is my buddy Matt Gunter, and we are breaking barriers through communication. What's happening today, Matt? Well, um, today we're going to start off with a little honesty. Uh, the myth that we're going to bust today is that Christians can't have any fun, and we actually recorded this episode a while back, and when we listened back to it, uh, realized that we did not do a good job of portraying the message that we wanted to put out there. We didn't do um, the biblical truth justice, I guess would be a way to put it. We made light of some things that that shouldn't have. And um, so anyway, uh, just, just want to put it out there that we're, we're coming back, we're re-recording and, and making this happen, but, uh, we're human. Uh, we, we all make mistakes. And so here we are, we're, we're making it right, uh, right now. And well, I'm going to disagree uh, with you for a minute, Matt, you did okay. a great job. I had the one that fumbled that one all over the place. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think together, uh, started out good, right? We, we went back and listened to it and got our mm-hmm. show notes and everything. And we realized that we just didn't necessarily want to put that out there. So you're looking at behind the scenes in the world of podcasting. That's right. That's right. So today we are, of course, continuing our season of busting myths about the church. And we're going to talk about the myth that Christians can't have any fun. Um, You know, what we're hearing is that Christianity is just a bunch of rules that you can't do anything fun. And even so far as to say that if you're a Christian, you can only do, you know, quote unquote, Bible things that <laughs> everything you do has to be surrounded around the Bible. And, and Bill, you found a, a pretty good list of uh, an actual list on the Internet of things that are Bible approved. I did. I couldn't believe that was up there. Um, kind of looking for some of the things that. What are people saying out there? And I ran across this website. I'm not going to call them out. But um, they literally said, if you're bored, if you're looking for something fun to do, play a Bible board game or watch a Christian movie or read a Christian author. If you're bored and looking for something to do, read the Bible. Now, I don't disagree with any of that. Those can be fun. Okay. You know, um, Mm -hmm. Christian movies, however cheesy some of them may be, most of them may be, Um, (laughs) some of them them are pretty decent, but... um, the way that website kind of implied that all we can have fun with is Christian things. Um, it was, it was pretty ridiculous to me. Yeah. And, and you know, the, I'm not even sure I've even heard of a Bible board game. There may be a whole new market there we can get into, but, (laughs) but, but it's just, you know, this idea that everything we do has to be going back to the Bible and it's somehow, and it's just, it's just crazy to me. I don't even know, you know, how much of this stuff actually exists. Now that I think of it, even the, uh, the TV series, the Jeff Foxworthy did the Bible challenge that didn't last very long. Oh yeah. I forgot no, about that uh-huh. one, but yeah, that one, yeah. that one didn't last long at all. That's true. I forgot that even existed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's probably why it didn't last very long. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would do it. That would do it. You know, the truth is the Bible teaches us, um, about things that we should avoid that are going to harm us. And that's where, you know, the rules in the Bible, that's where they come from is the things that aren't good for us to be doing. And the reality is the things that it talks about and tells us to not do would actually make our life more difficult if we did them than if we just lived life the way God intended for us to do. 
um, Galatians 5, 19 through 21 has a pretty extensive list. And this is where we're going to kind of spend our time today is talking through this list of things that it tells us to avoid. It says, now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, this is a pretty extensive list, but it's there to help us live a better life and help us to live life the way God intended. Now, I want to throw a little caveat in there. It says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Nobody's perfect. That's not the call. We don't have to be perfect to be saved. And so what it's saying is, if you're living in these sinful lifestyles, you're not going to be able to enjoy life the way God intended it. And, and so any of these things are going to detract from your ability to enjoy life the way God created us to live it. You know, I'm glad you threw in that, that, that uh, disclaimer on that because uh, that's one of the lines in the Bible that always worried me because mm. how can you not do some of these things? Um, oh, I mean, you don't have to do these things. You can avoid them. Um, sure. But I, I get angry. I have many outbursts of anger sometimes. Um, I get, mm. you know, I, I get jealous. Um, I, mm. uh, there's things on here that I probably don't even want to mention that I've, that I've <laughs> succumbed to. But if we're talking about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and we're trying to introduce people to that, and the Bible says that we can't inherit the kingdom of God, then, you know, what's the point in, in all of this? Mm -hmm. um, the beauty of it is that there is a huge point to it, and and um, we still can. So thank you for doing that disclaimer. Yeah, get that out right out front for yeah. sure. So Matt makes our outlines, and I'm a little upset with him that he gave me this part um, to discuss. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. A little more behind-the-scenes stuff welcome. for you, but... Uh, um, it's my job to discuss the sexual immorality, moral impurity, and promiscuity. Thanks. But no, in all seriousness, um, so I, I'm, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this in the, in the end in our uh, outside looking, inside looking out portion. But, you know, I, as, as I've said many times before, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I didn't wait for marriage. I, you know, didn't follow all the rules, if you will, that we're talking about. Um, there's been porn addictions. There's been, um, there's, there's been that sexual immorality or even, I mean, I dare say moral impurity. Um, of course, mm. you know, promiscuity is a given having, not having, uh, saved myself for marriage. So I can say that all of that has made things a lot more difficult. There's been mm. guilt. There's been shame. There's been, it's made things more difficult with marriage, with my wife, with um, all things revolving around that. You know, there's sure. there are things that cause you to have unmet expectations. There's things that cause you to um, fantasies that you shouldn't have, right? Or that 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 mm. cloud your mind, that cloud your brain. So, um, sex is a it is a Sex can be a taboo word within the church, but it doesn't have to be um, because right. God did create it um, as part of us to be a good thing. So uh, going back all the way to the beginning 
uh, Genesis one twenty eight says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. Of course, the, the ruling part doesn't necessarily apply to sex, but, um, well, you know what? Let's look back at that. Sometimes it can, right? Sometimes we can get those um, misconceptions in our brain about what sex is supposed to be. And sometimes we, we especially as men, can, can try to rule that over, uh, over women. Yeah. And, and it's like you said, you get these different ideas in your head. You get these, these things that come in and distort the truth to distort what it was meant to be. Um, you know, and it's really sad that we're having to, that we have to have those conversations, but it's been true from the beginning of time that, you know, this, this distorting of what sex was meant to be and what it is, um, has been going on for a long time. And there's a, there's a song from a rap group called one, one, six, and it's a, it's just a group of Christian artists. There are four guys in particular that, um, were a part of, uh, this song called temptation. It was Tadashi, Andy Minio, KB and pro, uh, that did this song, but there's a, there's a couple of lines from it that have stuck with me and, and stuck out to me. It says sex is a gift from God, but we've taken it and made it idolatry. We've taken it and put it in the place of God and we worship it. So it comes out in all kinds of profane ways. And so we blame women for what they're wearing. We blame the media for what they're producing, but we'd never blame ourselves for how we've twisted God's gift to glorify us. And that's really when you get to the root of the problem with um, sexual immorality and purity and all of that stuff is we've taken something that God gave us as a great thing to be enjoyed between a husband and wife. And we've, we've taken it and, and distorted it into something that makes it all about us. Uh, like you said, we, we, we have misconceptions about it because we've let these, these ideas in that make it all about me and what I want and this, this weird, uh, twisted, contorted thing. And really it was one of the, one of the great gifts that God gave us, um, from the very beginning. Yeah. I don't know what it's like today cause I'm old. Um, but I remember <laughs> in high school. Um, you know, as a teenager, you were, you were an odd, the the odd man out if you hadn't had sex yet at, you know, 15, 16, 17, um, which is, is ridiculous. You know, it, it certainly shouldn't be that way. Um, sure. And, you know, and cause you to, to break more rules and it causes you to lie about it. Uh, like that's the least of our worries. Uh, so, um, but snowball effect there, it just just gets worse. Yes. So it was created by God to be a part of marriage, to fill the earth with humans, us. Um, you know, it was something that we were supposed to enjoy only as, as husband and wife. So the issue really comes when we decide to take it out of that context. Let's face it, we all know the dangers of it. Sex outside of marriage can lead to conception of a, of a child in a home that's broken before it ever even gets started. As I said earlier, watching pornography leads to a literal brainwashing mm-hmm. where we're we're drawn to a screen or images instead of our spouse that's not the way it was intended to be we should be desiring our wives desiring our husbands not a stranger on a screen that's photoshopped yeah and that's the other thing about it too without diving too deep into that is all that stuff's fake mm-hmm. like there's you know there shouldn't be anything that really draws us into it but yet it's you know one of the predominant industries uh in the world today 
Um, and there's a whole bunch of other negative stuff tied to it, like sex trafficking and, and mm-hmm. all of that, that's, that's tied to that industry. But, you know, it's really, I mean, it's just gotten so distorted. And, and the truth of the matter is sex isn't the problem. It shouldn't be a taboo thing. It's, it should be something that, that we can talk about. Um, but the key is to keep it in the confines of marriage so that we can enjoy it to the fullest way it was meant to be. It's meant to be a good thing. It's meant to be a fun thing. But when we take it outside of what it was intended to be between a man and a woman that are committed to each other and have done that, now it creates all these other problems outside of it that they shouldn't be there. Mm. Um, So you want to talk about Christians can't have any fun. The reason that it talks about us not doing this is because it's a lot more fun when you do it the right way, because Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of the problems, a lot of the uh, extra stuff out of the way where it can just be what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So uh, something that could be equally as damaging or lead to what we just talked about um, yeah. is is drunkenness and uh, carousing. Uh, you know, I actually just had to ask Matt what carousing meant because I didn't know. Um, and it he means partying. It, it means partying. So don't party. Don't get drunk. <laughs> don't party. Um, you know, parties are okay, obviously. We have fun with parties. Mm-hmm. Um we're not necessarily saying that uh, drinking is against the rules. Um, there isn't a problem with having alcohol. Even Jesus drank wine. Uh, in fact, his first miracle was turning water into wine for a wedding. Um, so it's not about the drinking that's going to get you into trouble. It's drinking too much. It's getting drunk. It's it's losing your mind. It's um, getting out of control and, and, uh, and just... Uh, being loud and obnoxious, carousing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you you lose your faculties, right? You don't have the ability to um, make good decisions. You're taking yourself out of that. You know, and the, and the other side of it is that we don't want to ever put somebody in a situation where they're tempted to drink if that's an addiction they struggle with. Uh, Romans 14, 13 through 15 says, therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. And the point of that is it's really important to not tempt someone who has struggled or currently struggles with any kind of addiction. And and that's, that's true across the board. We're talking about alcohol in this case, but, um, but for anybody who's ever struggled with an addiction, don't be the person that puts it back in front of them. If you know, somebody has struggled with, uh, with smoking, don't walk in with a box of cigarettes. If you know somebody struggled with drinking, don't walk in with a six pack of beer. Um, don't be that guy. Um, because you don't know where you don't know what that struggle has been for them and and what it's taken for them to get out of it and how quickly they could fall back into it. And especially with drinking, like we're talking about here, you know, it can, it can be a real tailspin for people. I've, I've uh, personally, thankfully I have not experienced that, um, that addiction, but I know people who, who have, and it can really be a problem. Um, if you know even even one sip can turn into a tailspin and and lead to not being able to make the good decisions that they want to make and 
um, you know, and unfortunately, it's the kind of thing where if you decide to get behind the wheel of a car, it can have drastic uh, impact. Um, or even just walking around wherever you are, you can you can really impact your life or the lives of others. And that's why that's why that's on this list here of of things to watch out for and to not fall into. Yeah, I've been in the losing end of all of that. I've I've been an, an alcoholic myself and, and I don't know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, I guess. But, um, mm. you know, Matt, you mentioned in the beginning that we, uh, you know, we re-recorded and, and because when I said I'm the one that messed it up because I was making light of this because mm. I do still enjoy a drink every once in a while. So I was, so I was joking about the fact that, you know, Oh my gosh, I, I like to drink. I like to have a drink. But then I didn't think about the people on the other end of this listening that might struggle with that and might say, oh, well, if you do it, then it's okay for if I do it. Um, mm. So that's the kind of things that you've really got to be careful with when you're, when you're doing that. Like you said, don't show up with a six-pack if you know there's, a, there's an alcoholic in the room. Um, so I wanted to make sure when we listen back to this, I, I felt that, that guilt of, of being a stumbling block to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't, I wanted to make sure that, 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 that didn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, and that's, you, you bring up a good point of, of being extra careful with it. Um, you know, one of the things that you're growing up in, um, in a house where with a music minister and my brother being a youth pastor, you, you kind of get a peek behind the scenes of why, why ministers do things, how hold themselves to a higher standard, I guess. Um, and you know, that's th this right here is exactly the reason why, um, a lot of ministers decide I'm not going to have a drink or I'm mm -hmm. not going to, I'm not going to drink in public is because they don't ever want to be the reason somebody says, Oh, well, pastor did it. So it must be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, where everybody's personal views on that falls, you know, that is, that is a personal decision between them and God. But, um, but if you're ever wondering why pastors take it kind of that next step, a lot of times in these kind of situations, that's why is they never want to be, that stumbling block for, um, for somebody who may, who may have struggled. And it could have been 10, 20, 30 years ago that they struggled with it. Um, but you never know what's going to trigger it to come back. And you don't want to be the person that, that sends it back to that tailspin. And um, we're, and we're saying all of this because we don't want you as, as our listeners to ever think, Oh, well, these guys think they're better than us. So they just, you know, they try right. to be perfect. You know, um, nobody's perfect. We've, we've said, yeah, we've said that many, many times. Um, but they do have a responsibility for for people that look up to them and that learn from them. Absolutely. You know, and and the truth of it is that you know, having a drink isn't a sin. Um, that and we've and we've talked about that before, you know, many many times. That um, that you know, Jesus drank wine. We're not trying to be any better than he was. However, we need to be careful to not let it be a stumbling block for the people around us, and we need to be careful that it's not a stumbling block for us that we don't let our guard down let our faculties down um because we decided to go out and have a good you know quote unquote good time because the truth of it is we want to talk about having fun again if we enjoy a drink every now and then with good company with good conversation that's a heck of a lot more fun than losing your mind and not being able to remember what happened the next morning been there 
that's that that's the truth of <laughs> it no you know fun. and yeah yeah exactly um and and so you know having a drink's not a problem but but don't but don't allow it to become that kind of stumbling block yeah yeah no fun at all these things that we've been talking about so far are are huge deals um and unfortunately um i grew up not thinking either of them were a huge deal um but to me now the words that that um may not seem as much of a big deal are just as bad um and those are hatred strife jealousy anger envy selfish ambitions um I say that because they are easy to overlook, which makes yeah. them even harder to control. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we're, when we're kids, we, we, I remember, uh, the girls getting promise rings, right? They're not going to ever have mm-hmm. sex before marriage, right? We can make these promises right. of that kind of thing. Um, alcoholics can go to rehab for, mm-hmm for alcoholism, right? For, um, mm-hmm. um, drug abusers can go to rehab. Um, but you don't hear people really say, Oh, I hate this person. I need to go to rehab. Um, yeah. I'm jealous. I need, I need help. Um, these are, these words are daily occurrences in a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I've certainly been there. I, I would say even in, in probably most people, yeah. they deal with some aspect of this on a daily basis and not necessarily the same thing, but, um, but they're, you know, because we all, we all deal with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We all, we, we are all living life in a broken world. So we're going to, we're going to deal with some of these feelings and some of the, some of the issues here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, frustrations are going to happen and people are going to do things that bother us all the time. Um, we're going to miss out on opportunities that we really wanted while others get to have those opportunities because, um, I've always heard the phrase that being angry with somebody or jealous uh, or envious or, um, any of those kinds of negative words, um, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die Hmm. because all you're doing is hurting yourself. Yeah. When, all you got to do is walk away. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and we can, we have a decision to make every time we're faced with these things. We can choose to focus on the frustrations, on the opportunities we didn't get. And we can be angry all the time. We can be jealous. Or like you said, we can walk away. We can go live the life that the life in front of us. We can, we can walk in the life that we have in front of us instead of being angry and living with hatred and jealousy and all of that in your heart, I'm going to encourage you to remember a couple of things. One is that nobody's perfect. Um, So whatever frustration you have with them, you've got something inside of you that you're dealing with too. And the other side of that is to remember just how blessed you are. Um, You know, we live here in America. We're in the Texas Hill country. Uh, we are pretty stinking blessed um, to be where we're at. Right. Um, and for all of our listeners, I don't know exactly where everybody's at and everybody's situations, but the truth is that we are all blessed wherever we're at. Um, that that we're blessed just to be alive and alive and kicking at this point. And so 
whenever you're feeling, you know, hatred or jealousy or so, that, that kind of stuff, you know, coming up inside of you, rather than drinking the poison and living in that, give that up, walk away and remember the blessings, be grateful for what you do have. Um, and you'll be a whole lot better off for it. I don't think that um, we've mentioned this verse in a while, but um, Matt, remind me of the verse if you can. Um, and if he's not the encyclopedia today, then we'll put it in the show notes. But um, <laughs> the one that says, if you have uh, issues with your brother, leave your gift at the altar and then go, um, then go make, uh, make peace with your brother. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where it is, but oh. I know it's in Matthew. Um, I know, I know. What a shame. Um, I know it's in Matthew because I believe it's part of the Sermon on the Mount, but we'll definitely put the reference in the show notes. But but yeah, it, it basically says, you know, if you go to the altar, and granted, this was in a day, day and age where sacrificing for um, as a repentance for your sins uh, was very active, but he says, if, if you get to the altar and you've got an issue with your brother, set it down and go home and deal with that first. Don't, don't come and, and try to talk to God and, and ask for forgiveness when you haven't forgiven the guy that um, they wronged you on the way there. Yeah. You got to deal with your heart issue first um, because it is a poison. It's, it's, you know, that, that stuff, it just sticks with you. And it, all it does is tear you down. It doesn't do anything to the other person. It only tears you down. So Romans 12, 16 through 18 says, uh, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Yeah, and that's what it's all about is life is so much better when we're living at peace with other people. You know, and we're going to dive into this a little bit more in here in a second, but we weren't made to do life alone. And so I don't know about you, Bill, but when I am mad at somebody, when I'm when I'm angry with someone, the first thing I do is push them away. I get them out of mm -hmm. my circle of influence. I don't want to talk to them, don't want to see them. You know, if we live life angry and jealous of everybody around us because they've got something that we don't or because they did something wrong to us you push everybody away, you're going to end up all by yourself. And we weren't meant to do life that way. Life is just better when we are, when we have inner peace and when we live at peace with everybody around us. Yeah. Yeah. The people that uh, meditate all the time, you know, there's something to say about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Get your mind, right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and going into the, the other words that, that, that passage, uh, uses dissensions and factions. Life is so much better when we work together instead of against each other. You know, we gotta be able to talk to people. We gotta let them know mm -hmm. what's going on um, and yeah. what we're thinking and, and try to fix it. We can find any number of things that divide us. Um, we live in America, right? Uh, but uh, <laughs> that, should, that should always be outweighed by what we have in common and what can bring us together. Um, you know, and that, in thinking about that, we don't ever want to get political on this, but we look at today in, in our world and we think about the things that are dividing us. Are we Democrats or are we Republicans? Are we, wow, it's like biblical. Um, but I can say that now. Um, do we find common ground? 9-11, when that happened, look at that common yeah. ground that we had. Uh, right. The country stood together. But the further we get away from that, the further we grow apart. Right. It shouldn't take a 9-11 to get us to come together, but it did then. 
And I honestly, I just hope it doesn't take another one to get us back together. No, because it it, it really shouldn't. You know, there I actually had a conversation just not that long ago with a friend who was talking about the political divide, and and uh, he went so far as to say, you know. Well, tell me one thing that I can agree on with my views that the other side agrees on. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. One thing I can come up with many, many things that we agree on. Yeah. May have different approaches on how to handle those things, but we can agree on the core values. And and that's oh my goodness. But that 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 thought is so prevalent mm-hmm. in society today. You know, we've got different political views, but that doesn't mean we can't work together and serve together. We may like different styles of worship music, but that doesn't mean we can't worship together. And I've seen people leave churches because they didn't like the style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it drives me crazy to even think about it. We may have different preferences on preaching and teaching styles, but that doesn't mean we can't sit and learn together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to throw a little disclaimer out here because we've talked about this before with picking out a church and, and what that looks like. Yes, if you are looking for your church home, and you find a couple of churches that are good Bible teaching, God fearing churches. Sure, pick the one that you like the music better. Pick the one that you like the preacher better. That's not a problem. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about people who are leaving churches they've been in for a long time because they don't like the music anymore, or or worse yet, causing a divide inside of the church and stirring up trouble because they don't like what the preacher said last Sunday. Mm-hmm it's not okay we should not be letting that kind of stuff divide us um there's a lot more that we have in common that we should be holding on to than what can divide us like this i actually had somebody tell me one time working i was working on building the audio system and the uh the the media system trying to make it better Mm -hmm. and i was looking at putting up some screens uh because we didn't have any and this gentleman mm-hmm. told me, if we get screens up there and they start putting up Bible verses up on the screens, I'm leaving this church. Really? Wow. <laughs> wow. Huh. It was becoming too contemporary for him. It was an old school church, but it was becoming too contemporary. Huh. Well, funny thing about screens, I actually had a, uh, I, I heard about this happening, but there was a church that that I was going to that um, there was a lot of hubbub about putting a screen up in the church. Cause you know, we want to sing out of the hymnal and read mm-hmm. out of our Bibles. And that's exactly how what it was. And so the, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is they, they snuck in a screen and hung it up, uh, where it was going to be, um, but just had it rolled up and they let it sit there for, I don't know, three or four weeks or so. And so when they came back around to the, uh, to the next meeting they said, okay, so let's, you know, let's talk about putting a screen up. Oh no, it's going to cost too much. It's going to take away from the service and all that. And, well, did anybody notice that it's up there? No, of course not. Um, yeah. And thus the screen stayed. And he um, never left the but, church. But Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But we, you know, you talk that way and somebody might believe you and go do it. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you, you just don't know. You yeah. just don't know. Too many, too much dissension happening. Over That's everything. Right. Over everything. So Silly stuff. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says... And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. I used to be an extreme introvert. I didn't like people. I didn't like mm. um, being out in crowds. Um, I didn't like getting to know people. Um, but life on our own is not good. You know, I was happy in my own little bubble. Uh, it is so much easier and better 
when we set our differences aside and do life together. We can get a lot more done together than we can as one person. That's right. And, you know, I'll, I can speak from a personal testimony and, and Bill, I know from having conversation with you and hearing your story, yours is a lot the same way that, you know, life as a single man, uh, was, uh, was probably some of the tougher years of my life, especially after college and before Rachel and I got together, you know, you want to talk about dealing with anger issues and, hmm. um, and, uh, views on on everything and you know, drinking sex all of that stuff just getting completely out of whack it was when i was trying to fight all those battles on my own that's mm-hmm. when that's when it was at the worst um now i'm not saying you know that 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 uh being married fixed all that stuff um that's not how that works but having a partner to work through stuff with it makes a huge difference and that's why we talk so much about being part of a church and being in community and accountability and all of that stuff which is where this podcast honestly came from life's just better when we do it together. So I want to leave you with, with one more thing. So out of the same passage in Galatians, where we got that long list of things that we're not supposed to do Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things, or in other versions, it says there is no, there is no law against these things. If you want to talk about why as Christians, we live life the way we do when we're following it, like the way Jesus called us to, and we're avoiding the things that we've been talking about. That's why it's because we get to live in love and joy and peace. We get to live with patience, um, that we're, we're able to be kind to others and, and all, all of those things And life is just more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it may seem more fun in the moment doing some of these things that we've been talking about. It may feel good to get angry and get that off your chest. It may feel good to have that extra drink that puts you over the edge, but that's a momentary happiness. What we're talking about is having joy. If you want to have joy and live life to the fullest and really have fun in your life and, and long-term enjoy life the way it was meant to be, go back to the fruit of the spirit. That's what it's all about. That's why we, we talk about having fun the way God talked about. I've heard it said many times that I wish kids came with a handbook. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Just, you know, it says, raise them up in the way they will go and they won't depart from it. Can't quote the address, but that's all right. We can find it and put that in the show notes for you because it is in there. And mm-hmm. kids do come with the manual. We come with the manual. Um, that's right. We just have to read it, live it. Um, now, we don't get it right all the time. I certainly don't. I screw up constantly, if not daily, um, hourly mm-hmm. probably. But... Um, it's something that we need to be striving for. Um, not because if you make a mistake, you're going to hell. That's not why. Right. It's because if you work towards that and do the best you can possibly do, you're going to have that joy, peace, everything that Matt just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Move on to our next piece, Matt. <laughs> no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's what it's all about. And that's the goal. That's that's what we want is is you know, when we follow the manual, like you said, we've got a manual for our life. It's it's right there in the word. And read it, live it, 
life's gonna be better mm-hmm. so now let's jump into our favorite part of the podcast cue the celebration music it's time for the outside looking inside looking out Woo-hoo. um <laughs> i know i sound really excited because i don't like this part for this one um i've lived through every bit of this every bit of it i think everything that god says don't do i did um mm. I will say that some translations include murder. I haven't done that. Um, but um, <laughs> but everything else that's there, um, I've done at some point. And um, looking back on that now, um, I'm, I've said it before in, in other episodes, I'm having more fun now than I've ever had. Life's easier. Mm-hmm. Life is um, <laughs> less stressful. Um, life is... <laughs> You know, it's just cleaner. But like I said, I've lived it, and um, there is a better way. There is absolutely a better way, and it involves, first, um, knowing Jesus. Second, if you don't know how to do that, find a church. Let people around you help you. Mm-hmm. Matt's tired of hearing all of my drama, I'm sure, because but, but I know he's there <laughs> for me. So... Uh, I know I've got somebody I can talk to about it that's other than my wife, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but mm-hmm. um, he can help hold me accountable and help me work through things when I need it. Um, and it's it's important. Y'all need to uh, um, just try. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the joy of accountability is we can have we can get together and have those conversations and and work through that stuff. And you know, something that. Um, that I found kind of moving into the inside looking out is that the, 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 what the Bible teaches isn't there to drag us down. It's there to help us live the best life we can. And you mentioned that, you know, life gets cleaner. I I think another word is simpler, Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't always feel simpler because you're trying to remember these different things, but when you hone in and you, you focus on, okay, this is how God has called me to live it really does simplify things. It, it breaks it down to where I just, if, if I just live the way God made me to live, life is better. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is. And we're, we're not preaching the prosperity gospel. So don't hear that. Don't hear us say that if you do these things that you're going to be rich and, um, and have a, everything you ever wanted. That's not what we're talking about. Darn what it. we're talking about. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, what we're talking about is, is inner peace. Um, we're talking about what's going on inside of you. You are going to feel and live such a better life. If you do things the way God intended it. Like Matt said, life isn't about a bunch of rules. You know, we've been saying that this whole episode, he wants us to be happy and joyful. Uh, he wants us to have fun. Uh, he wants us to enjoy life. So, um, one of the first steps, towards that is accepting the absolutely no cost, no money down free gift to you that, uh, that is, that is Jesus. That is God. He gave that to us when he died on the cross. Um, knowing where you'll spend eternity takes a huge weight off of your shoulders and makes life more fun. And let me add, we're going to be tempted. We're tempted every day. Mm -hmm. But God promised that we're not going to have a temptation stronger than we can handle. Something, he is going to give us a way out. That's right. So, reach to him and 
you'll have a much more joyful life. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it all starts with that relationship with Jesus. So our memory verse for the season, Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation is really that simple that if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and rose again, um, which we have historical accounts, uh, there were at least uh, 500 people that saw him. And that's recorded in the Bible and all kinds of other writings and stuff. And we talked about that in another episode uh, this season. But um, so believe that he is who he said he is. And if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that you make him Lord of your life, that that's all it takes. And your life will be better. Your life will be simpler. Um, you'll have more joy. And life is just going to be better. It's going to be more fun that way. It just is. And I know sometimes you know, we're talking about all these things, you know, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. But, but again, just, just kind of putting a bow on all this stuff. When we do things God's way, it is more fun because we're living life the way he intended for us to be. We were created in a certain way. We're just, we're just living life the way he created us to be. And that's going to be more fun. Yeah. Uh, so we want to thank you all for listening and um, hope you can see that we're not out to judge. We're not out to um, tell you, you know, you got to follow the rules or you're going to go to hell. That's not what this is about. We just want you to have a positive, joyful life without all the headaches that all of this stuff that God mentions brings. That's right. So, Absolutely. So y'all be sure to uh, shoot us a message over at info at simplifyjesus.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, um, hit us up on Facebook and uh, be sure to hit that like button. Uh, Simplify Jesus is the address. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And of course, if you can't find any of that, go to our website at simplifyjesus.com and uh, it'll point you in the direction you need to go. That's right. Hey, I appreciate everybody jumping in. This is actually our final episode for season two. So oh, yes. had a lot of fun this season, uh, busting up mess with everybody. So we've, we have now officially made it two full seasons, having a lot of fun with that. And uh, be sure to check in next week. Um, we have a special interview coming up next week and some fun holiday stuff. It's going to be good. Uh, definitely not stopping now. Yes, looking forward to it all. Thank you all so much again, and we will talk to you next time.